This is the Ed Milet Show. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm excited about today's topic. It's going to be brief, but I think it's going to be very, very inspirational and effective for you. So today we're going to talk about preserving your bliss. So many of us right now in our lives are experiencing a whole set of emotions, whether they be worry, angst, anger, fear, frustration, could even be happiness, could even be a little bit of joy. But what I would wish for you is bliss, because bliss is not actually an emotion. It's actually a state of being. And it's not contingent on external stuff in order to feel it, in order to experience, in order to live in it. So I'm known for using the word bliss, and people will ask me all the time, Ed, is, is happiness and bliss, are they the same thing? And they're really not, because happiness in most cases is a temporary state, and it's based on external circumstances. In other words, when things line up, I can give myself the gift of feeling this emotion of happiness. For most people, that's true, and it's fleeting. The other thing, not to get too detailed today, but or too deep, but happiness and most other emotions have a duality to them, meaning there's an opposite. So happy, sad, right? Right. Angry, peace, whatever that might be. And so most emotions, you know, um, bondage, freedom, most of these emotions have a duality to them and they're temporary. Whereas bliss, if you can protect it, is just a state of being. And when you're in a blissful state, you may feel other emotions, but the overriding condition of your life is that of blissfulness. But so many of us aren't developing patterns and systems and structures in our life, thoughts that preserve it, that protect our bliss. And I want to challenge you to begin to do more of that. You're allowing too many things in your life. Listen, if somebody wants to push you away in your life, let them push you away and let them find you never again. You can't have people in your life that are stealing or robbing you from the potential to have bliss in your life. Here's what bliss really is. I wrote this down. I said, it's a, it's a state of quiet, of inner joy, of perfect happiness. This is actually a definition. Bliss is a state of transcendence and oneness. Experiencing a state of bliss ultimately is discovering the purpose and meaning to your life. And once you understand the purpose and the meaning of your life, now you are in the experience of the state of bliss. That doesn't mean you won't feel other emotions. But when you have the overall knowing of why you're here, why you were born, what your mission and purpose is, or the meaning of your life, that transcends emotion. And that's why I want you to preserve it. And so I want you to begin to feed yourselves the things that give you bliss in your life. That might be certain people in your life. It might be your scriptures. It might be getting outside. It might be your meditation or your prayer or your working out. All these are things to preserve your bliss. On the other side of that, though, you got to move out of this world of duality where you just feel emotions based on what the external conditions are of your life. And so many of us, we don't preserve our bliss. We're not conscious of it. For me, this is the year of preserving my bliss because I deserve it. I've allowed, if I'm being transparent with you, I've allowed too many people in my life who steal my bliss. And, you know, I'm constantly trying to pick them up or they're constantly angry or constantly frustrated, constantly in a relationship issue. And they drain me. Do you relate to that? Or there's this person that's antagonistic to me, or there's this thought or behavior that you have in your own life that robs you of your bliss. And here's the thing in my life. If you don't want to contribute to my bliss, if you don't want to help me stay in this state of blissfulness, you can't stay in my life anymore. You know, a lot of you know that I've lost some friends recently. Some of them were very young. But when you get to my age, you've had a lot of experience in your life. I've seen a lot of things and I've fallen into patterns 
See, as human beings, we're really a series of patterns, aren't we? And thoughts. And also the same people run the same patterns in our lives. You don't become aware of those patterns. They rob you of your ability to live in bliss. You don't be aware of what are the things. So what I did recently that I would recommend you do is I wrote down a list of the things that steal my bliss, that take me out of that state of being. I wrote them down. I wrote down the names of the people. See, some people only do it once in a while, but they do it. So I put them on the list. That doesn't mean they're going to get eliminated necessarily if they do it once in a while. But I list, I identified, these people have a tendency to steal my bliss. Ed, what thoughts steal your bliss? These things. What behaviors? These things. What tasks? These things. What parts of me steal my bliss? Because what I want, I, I don't mind having anger. I don't mind having worry and fear and frustration. Those are emotions. As long as I'm still in a state of blissfulness. That's my overriding. It doesn't take me from my purpose or my calling or my mission or me remembering why I was born and I'm here. But when those things begin to impede on that and you infringe on my blissfulness, on my life, on my way of being, I got to address it. It's taken me 52 years to figure that out. Let me save most of you time. And if you're a little bit older than me, let's just do it together. Then I made a list of what feeds my bliss. What gives me more bliss? There are things that surprised me that came on that list. This may seem really random. It may sound corny. But just getting outdoors with my shoes off, is that weird? Gives me more bliss, feeds that state. For me, being near water, I know it's crazy. Music, I need more music in my life. Frankly, I'm only listening to a couple podcasts now. Stay listening to mine. I'm listening to more music. In my case, uh, recently more worship music. I just like the music. I like the words. It puts me in a beautiful state. Moving my body more gave me more bliss. Believe it or not, more yoga, which I just started this year, more stretching, more quiet and alone time gives me more bliss. Um, really working out to exertion gives me more bliss. For me, reading gives me more bliss, particularly scriptures, but not just scriptures for me. Reading good work gives me more bliss. You know what I like? I like a great movie. I'm going to give myself the gift of watching a little bit more really great movies. It gives me bliss. You know what gives me bliss? Sleep. Believe it or not, I love to sleep. And I'm going to give myself the gift of a little bit more sleep. I love looking at really like beautiful things, beautiful scenery. I love taking in small stuff. It gives me bliss. Um, I like goal setting and future casting what I call it possibility projecting in my life. I love that feeling of what could my life look like? What could this month look like? What could it be in two years, five years? I only do that a few times a year. I'm going to give myself the gift of doing that way more regularly because it brings me joy. More importantly, it delivers me to stay in this state of bliss. So I've made a list of the things that take from me, and there's more that take from me. And then I've made a list of the things. I'll give you one big one for me that steals my bliss. I'm just going to share this with you. Social media. In particular, when I see things where human beings are harming one another, violence in the streets. Doesn't mean I want to be my back to it and not be aware because I want to be able to contribute to it. I feel like some of my work can help reduce or eliminate it. So believe me, I'm aware of it. But feeding that to me, for me, all the political discourse in the country, I find that when I watch any political television that I lose my bliss. 
whether it's even stuff I agree with or disagree with, it's become toxic for me. So I can't eliminate it because I need to know what's going on in the world, but I'm reducing it by about 85%. I'm reducing my social media time by about 85%. A big one for me is the politics stuff because it's not necessarily what each of them are doing. It's the way we treat each other because of it and over it. It's uh, some of the things I've learned about how the world's working that just robs me of my bliss. Let me be very clear. I want to know what's going on. I want to be informed, but I don't need to bathe in it. There's a difference between sipping from the water and making sure that I'm aware of what's happening and I'm hydrated with it and drowning and bathing in it all the time. You know exactly what I mean. And so I've made this list because I want to live in bliss. I was born to live in bliss and so were you. Then I, then I took a look at what do I do in the lives of other people? Am I bringing bliss to the lives of other people? And when I'm at my best, what am I doing? And so you'll have to know this for me. I've just really drawn some strong lines. If you take my bliss away, you're probably not going to be around me. That's it. And I'll give you a couple of warnings, but if you keep doing it, it's going to be game over. That's a hard way to live life. It's a difficult thing to decide, but it is. And here's how I'll reduce it. I'll reduce you by 85%. I won't cut you out of my life completely unless you, uh, unless that's all you do. Some of you have someone that's all they do. They're gone, but everything's going to get reduced by 85%. Social media reduced by 85%. Political stuff, 85%. Person who steals my bliss, 85%. Because I'm not going to eliminate all of it because I think if you just had the perfect environment around you all the time, I don't know that that's a real test of whether you're truly blissful. Life is supposed to have problems and stressors and anxieties and things we overcome because those are the things that cause us to grow. But I've become somebody like many of you have where I live in that world 85% of the time. And the other thing I do that delivers tremendous bliss to me, maybe the biggest one, is when I'm in the service of other people. When I'm loving and serving and contributing to other people. You put me on a stage for an hour when I'm speaking, whether there's 30 people in the room or 60,000 people, I'm blissful because I'm making a difference. At least my intentions are to make a difference. And so I love doing that. I love doing what I'm doing right now with you. I feel like I'm making a difference. I love meeting human beings and changing their state and finding their giftedness and pointing that out to them. I feel bliss when I help other people. But I have to tell you, there's a point where you give and give and give and give so much that you forget to care for yourself. And a lot of you are at that point where you do love your job. You're a nurse or a doctor or you're an entrepreneur and you love what you do. Almost to the point of your own detriment, right? So there's a point where even that's too much, where it's too much. And you need to begin to care for yourself. Those of you that are moms or dads, your whole world is your family, right? And you're just giving and giving and giving. You're not getting around to your own bliss, and so you've got to make that list of the things that do that for you. So remember this, bliss is a state of quiet, inner joy, and of perfect happiness. A state of transcendentness and oneness. Experiencing the state of bliss is ultimately discovering the purpose and meaning to your life. Ready? Reach a state of perfect happiness in your life where bliss typically so that you become oblivious of everything else. You become blissed out. And for me, I need that gift once in a while. And I think you do as well. The reason I even did the show today was to point out to you the distinction between emotions and what I think a state of being is. 
you're going to have different emotions. I think you should have a goal of more of a certain emotion, but I don't think there's necessarily good or bad emotions because of the duality. If you can't experience fear, then you're really not going to know the full benefit of freedom. If you haven't experienced a high level of sadness and despair, you won't be able to have the high degrees of happiness and joy, right? If you haven't been without peace in your life at some point, maybe that that the appreciation for it won't exist. I, I think it's okay to have some anxieties and worries from time to time, not too many because that's like a sin, right? But I think it's okay to have a few of them. And it's naive to think that you wouldn't because then the absence of those things when you're at peace and focused is beautiful. I think it's okay to feel lost once in a while in life where you don't know where you're going because then when you do have a sense of direction, you feel even more stable and strong and relentless and focused. So I don't think there are good or bad emotions but there's only one state of being and bliss is that for me bliss is what i think of when someone passes away and their soul goes to heaven for me that feels like a state of bliss it feels like a state of bliss to me heaven is bliss it's a, a, it's a transcendence of the environment and i want that for you and so i want you to begin to just today ask yourself this who are the people that bring me the most bliss into my life who are the people that rob me of it what are the things I do that bring me the most bliss? What are the things that take it from me, right? What are the thoughts I have that rob me of bliss? What are the thoughts I have that bring me bliss? And I listen to you listen to you for a bunch of simple ones for me. Isn't that crazy to think that like goal setting and vision casting and possibility projecting brings me bliss? But it does. This difference between giving myself a little bit more music in my life and a little bit less talk in my life. Oddly, a little bit more silence alone brings me tremendous bliss than a bunch of noise. One thing I've realized about myself is that like, I don't like noisy environments. Crazy. Ed, you speak to thousands and thousands of people, but when I'm in a noisy environment, my bliss is reduced tremendously. Even in a restaurant, I'll give you, it drives friends of mine crazy, but I don't like noisy restaurants. I don't like it. I think it's probably because in all candor, I grew up in a very noisy home when my dad was on one of his things and yelling. So I don't like noise. I've never liked noise. Maybe some of you can relate to that. I don't like noise when I eat. I don't like noise around me. I'm sure that's some sort of pattern and conditioning. So I try to avoid as many noisy and crowded environments as I can. And I like quiet. It brings me bliss. That's a subtle distinction, but it's important because you go, well, yeah, that's obvious. Okay. So are you intentional about making sure you get more quiet? Are you intentional about avoiding those things that take your, your bliss away? If I'm going to go all the way out to eat a meal, I'd like to be in a blissful state when I eat it. Number one, I'll, I want to enjoy it and have joy and happiness and laughter during that meal. I also want to digest my food well and enjoy it. And I know even if the food's better in a noisy restaurant, I'd enjoy a more quiet place. This is just me. This is, I'm not saying this is for you. I'd enjoy a more quiet. Some people say I'm the opposite, man. The more people that are around, the more it's buzzing, the more I feel at home and blissful. I'm the life of the party or I like being in the party. I like being in the mix. I like the energy. Great. That's just not me. It's to know oneself. Right. I'm not saying what my things are. I'm just telling you, I finally in my life have identified what those things are. And today's show is about you identifying what they are for you. And if someone's in your life robbing you of your bliss, man, there's nothing worth keeping them around. If they do it all the time, they're gone. If they do it some of the time, reduce it by 85%. Just get back to their text a little later. This sounds nuts, but like you train people how you're going to communicate. Right. And so in my life, if it's one of these bliss stealers, one of the things I've done is they don't hear from me for a day or two. Whereas I used to reply right away, I'm going to solve their problem. I'm going to get right in. Now I'm sucked into their vortex of all this crap. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to get my quiet time. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to work out. I'm going to nurture myself. 
15 percent i'll get into their world and help them then bam back to what i need to be doing to protect my bliss you were born to experience bliss i have another podcast called blissful dissatisfaction that you may want to take a look at or listen to because i think that can show you how you can be simultaneously driven and dissatisfied and still live in a state of bliss because there's a difference between dissatisfaction right and unhappiness there's a total difference and i talk about that so for today protect your bliss preserve your bliss I know it'll go a long way for so many of you. I can feel, I hope, you sharing this with someone who needs to hear it today. Preserve your bliss. Max out your life. God bless you. This is The Ed Milet Show.